Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us yes video stores still exist very rarely and very sparsely populated throughout the world but they still exist and of course guys as always the fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Tesla is here but they are a little bit farther away from where we were so the acoustics might sound a little bit different but I have a gentleman that is my co-host the lovely illustrious but my my oh, the lovely illustrious but my himself that tries out acoustics everywhere so acoustics <laughs> that's your thing now i mean yeah you put me in a I, that's always been my thing as a musician you put me in a big empty room with nice natural acoustics i'm gonna play with the acoustics a little bit and so when Swapper Jack's got a whole new warehouse to store some shit, which like isn't even being properly utilized, but that's neither here nor there. It's I, I'm not, I'm I'm not wearing home insurance. Okay. Anyway, put the soapbox away. Put the soapbox away. Yeah, I know. I'm saving the soapbox for later. Saving the soapbox for later because this is a loaded episode. Uh, however, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's up, ep- the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Good. I knew you were going to. Uh, I knew you wanted me to read out the tweet going to Michael Giacchino yes. on Twitter live you're on the about show. To, you're about to I send it out. out. You're about to send this out, right? Okay. And it's, it's just a very simple, this week on the video store, we talked about the directorial debut of the incredible at MG Aquino, Werewolf by Night, and a link to the episode. Okay. How, how is that? That's fine. That sounds perfect. Go ahead and send it out, and then I'm going to... Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to... I retweeted at him. Retweet it? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to retweet it Alright, send it out. Oh, okay. It's, it's done. All right. It's done. Well, why don't you tell the people what we're reviewing this week and why the, the title is the way it is while I retweet Michael Cicchino. So, over the last uh, several weeks, there have been two shows running kind of parallel uh, in terms of premiering, one being on Disney Plus and one being on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, between the two of us, we have access to both of these streaming services. Uh, if you don't immediately, talk to one of your friends who do and do a little a little tradesies. Um, but both of these shows have uh, strong, incredible female leads. Women in awesome roles. Uh, and have very heavily male-dominated uh, fan bases, or not necessarily male-dominated fan bases, but the male segments of these fan bases have been particularly loud and not very happy uh, for really, in, in our opinion, stupid reasons. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to get into how uh, the Rings of Power and She-Hulk Attorney at Law uh, were actually really fun rides. Uh, and all the things you don't like, all the things you think you don't like about these shows, were not necessarily the fault of the showrunners, but bigger problems that go way beyond just these two shows. But we'll get there. So, and that's why we decided to call it She Hulk of Power, Rings of Eternia. She Hulk of Power. Right? Is that what you, Rings of Eternia? Is that what you suggest we call so- uh, something, something oh, okay. like that. Something you wrote like it that. down last week. You don't remember it? I crumpled up the piece of paper because I thought I got it wrong. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so we're gonna do um, we're gonna do Lord of the Rings first um, because 
I want to be the most active for that. And at the beginning of the podcast, I'm usually the most active because as people who don't know me very well is I love the lore and I love everything. Names confuse the fuck out of me, especially in Lord of the Rings. I have to, there's literally no joke. I have a notebook of lines going to people's names and finding out who they are in Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings and who this person is. And who this person is, and who this person is, and who's halfway through the series, I, I realized I'm, that I'm so glad we're not talking about uh, House of the Dragon because you would be absolutely infuriated with how many characters have the same names. Oh, I already gave up on. I already gave up on dragon stories. I already gave up on my dragon stories. My dragon soap opera. I already gave up on it. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, HBO. Yep. Medieval-ish soap opera with dragons. Yep. It just, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so it, it took me, like, I think two or three weeks to realize that Elrond was Agent Smith. I didn't realize, it didn't click in my brain that that was him. Yes. I was like, wait, that's yes. Agent Smith? Okay, so he's going to become... And also, did you... I mean, it's no longer the actor. It's it's a new Correct. actor playing Hugo Weaving's old character, Correct. Elrond. Um, but yeah, we we are several hundred. I think it's nine hundred, right? Uh, something. Oh, like also that. several centuries before the events. I do have one one random question. Uh, it is right. One random question before we go any further. What you got? You know the Elf King. You know who that is, right? That, who is he? he that's Abraham Lincoln familiar. from Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Is yes, he really. That's fucking. <laughs> yes. Funny. I was like, why do I know him? And then like there was. Oh, he's Abraham Hang Lincoln on. from Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Brandyfoot, Elrond. Where did he go? Snookbrows, Halbrand. That's him, man. Oh, where's the rest of the fucking cast? You ain't got it pulled up, bro? This, what? I do have it pulled up, but IMDb doesn't have the whole cast pull up. It's got everyone except that guy. What the hell? Give, give me give me the actual cast on IMDb. I'm just going to look Come up on. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, well, and like, make sure I, it's I actually him it's before him. we steer the Cinemaniacs awry. So, uh, at the beginning of this show, uh, we, we are several hundred years before the events of The Hobbit, uh, and the One Ring of Power hasn't even been made yet. Um, we had, It is right after the first defeat of the original Fallen Angel the uh, former being of light that decided to go against the music of Elru Uluvatar uh, and decided to make his own creations to exist in contrast with the creations of the other Maiar. Uh, that was Melkor. That's what he was all about. The big bad from Lord of the Rings that we all know, Sauron, was just one of his lieutenants. Okay? Uh, so... The first war with Melkor happens, and the elves of Middle-earth, as well as the men, some of the men of Middle-earth and the dwarves, were all more or less victorious. Yay. Not without some serious losses. Uh, so we see a young Galadriel uh, mourning the loss of her older brother, who died in the war against Morgoth. Now, of course, Galadriel has a bit of a vendetta. Mm-hmm. Right? She's, she's yep. pretty mad. So and she's not convinced that this isn't 
completely she's not convinced that this is completely over she she's got a bad feeling and about then this. so she goes out looking for shit gets people killed we have the worst looking fight in the whole series like i'm sorry but episode one what had me be a, a, a little bit concerned was how this fight against the troll looked because while galadriel looked like a badass the troll and the effects and the movement of it looked it's like a pilot dog man shit. it's a pilot though it's a pilot episode for a show that yep. got rushed this is going to be a recurring theme through both so, of these shows is things that should look really fucking good look very obviously rushed like they were not quite ready yet that is unfortunately going to be a recurring theme By in the way, both of um, these shows. Uh, High King Gala, is it Galahad, or am, am I thinking King King is Abraham Lincoln from Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Benjamin Walker Gilgalad. Gilgalad. Benjamin Walker himself. It's uh, the the yeah. Okay, cool. I had no idea. I thought he looked familiar, but I had no idea what the hell he was from. But he's great. He, he is he, an elven king. He has the presence of an elven king. Well, not posthumous. He's very pious and very full of himself and only cares. Yeah. Very regal, very high and mighty, very uh, caring, carries himself above and that's why he and does. That's else. why he's such a great elven king. Um, we got to talk about Moifred Clark, who is fucking amazing at this what? young Galadriel. It is very much an uphill battle to play the younger, more active version of a character whose arc in their older years, which happens during the prime of the Lord of the Rings story, we've already seen and we already love. And there are so many key, amazing, defining characteristics about that character that Moifred Clark takes yes. and runs with. And there are so many instances in this show where you can see her channeling Beckinsale? Kate. No, no, um, not Kate Beckinsale. Kate Blanchett. That's it. Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. We got it. You can see her channeling Kate Blanchett and amping it up to 11. She is great. I have no complaints about her. I have a few complaints about the costuming department. Uh, and the, I'm sure, crunch time they were under. Uh, and I have a few complaints about some of the dialogue, Brandy but Foot? not all. But uh, Nori, played by Markela Cavanaugh, she yeah. was fucking fantastic. What? I loved the Hobbits. I was going to say they're not Hobbits the just yet. It, it, they're they they're they're Hobbits. Right. They're just not called Hobbits yet because they haven't. Which, by the way, you know that sequence the with the big old. Okay, look. Hey, it's been out for a couple weeks, so we're not really gonna. Each episode by episode, so we're kind of ju- kind of jump around. But you know the part where the fire, like, where when the fire came and they showed that hillside, I was like, "Oh, is that Hobbiton? Is is that going to be Hobbiton?" And then they just leave in like the next episode. I was like, "Oh, that'd have been a really great place to put Hobbiton." But okay, like I thought that would have been a perfect. Yeah, they're they're not done. They're not done wandering yet. They're not done being nomads yet. The hobbits, before they settled down, were nomads. We're just walking around, finding a place, going, nah, not good enough, nah, not good enough here, that's fine. Uh, And then they finally found their own little isolated corner of the world 
where they could just be removed from everything. Uh, because Tolkien has always, Tolkien had always said the hobbits are supposed to represent the everyman, the per, the, the, the people that people with power yep. pay no attention exactly. to. Uh, which is why a hobbit was perfect to take the ring of power would look at to him. Mordor. But we're not there yet. We're several, several hundred years way before that. To the point that when the totally not hobbits yet are walking around and Nori and Poppy, who is also magnificently played by Megan Richards, uh, see a comet come from the sky and crash near them and it's a and dude. Gray? What my, were your my first foot, thoughts? My foot thought. What were thought? your first thoughts? My foot of, thought. Um, sure. No. What were your first no, you, thoughts you, when you, you saw this dude crash from crash you, down from you the asked sky my foot and thought. do some? I thought the feet, the Hobbit feet in this wasn't bad. I thought it was better than the than the Hobbit trilogy. I thought it was better than the Hobbit trilogy. That's just me, Admiral. Um, but no, my first thought, uh, I was like, um, okay. Who are you? Are you Gandalf? Okay, you are. Okay, we're gonna show we're gonna show imagery of you holding Wait, up what? stuff and hanging out with hobbits and doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, okay, so so you're basically just hammering at home that this is Gandalf the Gray before he was Gandalf the Gray, right? See, it, and here was my thing. In my mind, it could have been two people. One, Gandalf was most obvious. Like you said, it looked like that's what they were trying to give us the idea of. So I really thought it'd be really clever if they bait-and-switched us just a little bit. And instead of it being Gandalf, what if it would have been Tom one Bombadil? Of the, uh, one, of the, one of the twins that we haven't met yet? I'm... No... Tom Bombadil is essentially a god oh. in Hobbit folklore, but no one really knows a whole lot about him. Uh, he is a mysterious, magical dude that lives out in the forests of Mirkwood uh, and very rarely interacts with people. When he do, when he does, he's nothing but helpful. And during the the Fellowship, the book, not the movie, they actually bump into him. And the, the the one ring slips out of Frodo's pocket and Tom Bombadil picks it up and is like, eh, whatever. It has no effect on him and he has no interest in it. He's like, ah, whatever, fucking take it. <laughs> Tom Bombadil is the most underutilized character in this goddamn series. We still have not gotten only it on screen bit? and I'm only a little bit mad about that. Okay. so Only a little bit. But that being said... Uh, the the person who IMDb lists as the stranger, David, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel Wayman, oh, is great. Gandalf? He he nails it. He's fantastic. Oh, he was amazing. Yes, young Gandalf. He's amazing. I love he's that he's fucking fantastic. To, like not, he didn't. St okay, so basically, you put it because okay, so listeners to to understand, this, we kind of go a run through, not a full breakdown of how we're gonna how we're gonna do the show, but we kind of do talking points. So, basically, before before we before we started recording, basically it was like, all right, but my show, is this character who this character is? And you basically were just like, yes, this character is this because he's a baby. He's has the the he's ba Gandalf basically has the mind of a five year old. Is that what you specified it? At? 
Yeah. So he's learning words. Correct. Correct. Yeah. He, he is and freshly he's, he's born using words from the that sky. We don't, yes. That the Lord of the Rings lore doesn't. Okay. He, okay. He's essentially right, speaking sense. celestial. He, he is speaking an angelic okay. uh, primordial um, language. And that's why he's able to do that. Now the sequence with him with the trees. I thought the ants were going to come. I swear I thought we were going to get some ants. I thought I, I thought that might have been a possibility. Yeah. Um, um, I don't also, know. We'll do see you want to talk two. about uh, just the so okay the other question i have and i didn't ask you this but i'll ask you on air so you know the where gadriel's picked up in the sea and she's taken by the the guy who we don't really know the guy who we think yeah the guy who we think is somebody else but he's not Halibrand. so they pick yes. him up and they go to and they go Halibrand. to the place what's the place called that they go to the the king okay is that the place Numenor. in lord of the rings that's abandoned It's one of several okay. places. In I just wanted to make sure that that, that was right. Yes. Because I had a feeling that that was that one. But okay. Well, I, I, actually, I actually don't know which one you're talking about. Because like I said, there are several places that in the Third Age are well, fully Well, the one where Frodo and, and Sam go to and they're like, oh, look at these um, giants. Okay. Thank you. No. I like, hey, like, no. 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 Have we seen? That's not it. Have we seen it in Lord of the Rings? I know what you're talking about. That's not it. Okay. I don't believe the Fellowship... I don't believe the Fellowship at any point go to Numenor. Because I believe by that time, Numenor... And I'm going to keep saying it like that, because that's how they insist on saying it in the show every single time. Um, (laughs) Numenor um, is, like, way... It's just wasted. Because Gadriel has a vision that something happens... Um, and she tries to explain to the queen of what's happening, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, the queen regent, by the way. She's not even really the queen, she's the queen regent, because barely. her father, the king, is still alive. Uh, barely. What, what about the, what about Jeez. that, uh, uh, yeah, his hand? Barely. Or, um, she wasn't, wasn't she but, just like washing his body or something? And he's like, hey, go upstairs, go check out this orb. And it's the fucking, the, the, yeah. I'm just like, what? It's the what? Palantir. Yeah. It, she, she's got a Palantir. Uh, and as she says later on in the show, and, and she, she quotes what Galadriel will say, many, many years down the line in Lord of the Rings, um, this shows things that are things that have already come to be. Or, I'm sorry, things that are things that were and things that have not yet come to be. It, it shows you the past, it shows you the present, uh, and it shows you many possible futures. Uh, and it is intentionally very uh, confusing okay. to mortal minds. That, that's the design of the Palantir. They were designed by angels to see literally everything. So for a mortal mind, it is very uh, confusing and it is sensory overload. Okay. It is too much to make out. Uh, uh, which is why she keeps seeing the collapse of her city, uh, and, which and, might or might and not then happen. And basically Halbrand kicks some dude's uh, ass but, in an alley 
And then you also have these kids. Yeah. And they also got these kids. Lands himself that in prison. Join the, yeah. Basically the Night's Watch, but they get kicked out by the one of the... Yeah. And then they go... Well, the Navy. And then they go yeah, with the they Queen want, Regent they want to join the to Numenorian go and attack... Navy. Uh, and well, isn't that you, the isn't that the older the guy who has the ring? Kids? And he's like, no, is that him? Okay, so hang on, time out. So, okay. the Queen's captain, Elendil. That should be a familiar name, because he was the king that okay. got killed by Sauron, uh, right before his son. Isildur cut off yep, cut off Sauron's hand and detached the right. ring from his finger and killed Sauron and then That's refused to the throw the ring was. into the fucking volcano. The, the young kids, isn't that one of them? Okay. Yep. The the the, the kid yeah. that keeps staring into the distance on his ship while everyone's uh-huh. like go 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 and he's getting wow. lost in the distance yeah okay. that's the future king uh, and his dad captain super serious all the time uh, Cap- captain elflover I believe as they call like him at one like, point in the show be, uh, um, Brian that- Be- Blessed's like son y- yes. okay <laughs> I'm just like- yes I'm like, yes, that's who absolutely. he looks like. He looks like Brian Blessed's Boy, no. son. If he people don't know who great. Brian Blessed is, go look him up. You know who he is. You've heard his voice a thousand times. And that's that's he looks like his son. I'm sorry. That's what I thought of. So we we've so we've we've set up uh Galadriel's thing, we've set up Numenor's set thing, the elf thing, we've set the up the Hobbit's thing with the stranger, uh I was going to say, let, let's first set up Elrond's thing with the dwarves. We because this. he is contracted by an elf. Right, I know. He is contracted by an elf, Celebrimbor, who, if you've read the books in the Silmarillion, you know that Celebrimbor is, event, is eventually the guy that makes the rings of power. He's being seduced by Sauron and kind of tricked by him. And Sauron, in disguise, does that to a bunch of people yes. throughout Middle-earth. You've seen the poem. You know, uh, the elves get three. The dwarves the get, get seven, I think. Yeah. The uh, yeah. men get nine, and they all become Nazgul's. Um, so we see the rings are about to be forged, and Elrond is trying to like get good relations with his friend who's an in with the dwarves. Yes. He's best BFFs uh, with a dwarven from, prince, essentially. They don't want to keep mining um, because Mithril, because of potential earthquakes? Like, like... Uh, it's like very it's, dangerous. Is that where... Wait, well, is that more where, than is that, just earthquakes. So where that is, is that where there, Pippin there is, threw the book down in Fellowship? Yes, so, we, as soon as you heard the word Moria, and as soon as you heard the word Khazad-dûm, you should know that that is the bridge that Gandalf okay, so goes, that You is shall that. not okay. pass, is the bridge Sorry. of Khazad-dûm. Okay. okay. But then what, what's Mithril? 
What's me thrilled? Mithril is uh, this universe's adamantium. It is a magical, mystical metal that is stronger than everything while also being lighter than everything. And it gives off the light of And it takes away like venom or something? Well, Uh, it looks like it made... I'm sorry, when I say venom, I mean symbiote from Marvel. It literally looks like it made the leaves go away. Like it made the ooze go away from the leaves. Is that correct? So, with Melkor trying to come back through Sauron, and no one, excuse me, no one really knows where Sauron is, who he even is, but there is a darkness coming back, and the immortality of the elves is slowly slipping away and being taken over by this corruption. But they find that Mithril, uh, this adamantium essentially, negates the corrupted effect of the elves immortality and lifespan and magic um so the elves are and like the king Yo, doesn't want get to? your dwarf friends to let us mine this mithril and dwarf prince is like hey dad hey dad uh let's mine the mithril and the dad clearly knows something that he's not telling anyone because he's like no I'm telling you, we can't fucking go down there. It's a bad idea for reasons you don't even know yet. Chill the fuck out. Um, so they try to yeah. dig it up, and they end up for sealing na- it back for in. Now. For now. And we do get the really cool shot toward the end of the series of a piece of mithril getting chipped off the side and falling and Don't falling and Belrog falling himself? and then you see fire Don't down below. do you see below. the Belrog himself? And, and you know what it is. But what 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 is the why is, is a Belrog, Belrog there and Mithril there? Morgoth. What's what's the connection between the two? Wait. Like uh it's essentially Guano. Does poop ring a bell? It it's Guano. It's Balrog you wanted guano. that guano so bad, you could taste it, couldn't you? What? Yes, people. We made an Ace Ventura 2 reference. We did it. There you go. We did it. Yes. Yes. Were you trying to guide me yes. there? <laughs> well, more tra- like ho- hand-holding like hand and skipping at the same to time. the guano reference. <laughs> and trying to be like, no, we have to skip and hold hands. We have to do both <laughs> for it to work. Oh, and we're not even done because we still have one more story mean, arc to talk about, and it might be one of the most important ones in this fucking yeah, series. Which that's, and that is Arondir, a woodland elf. Uh, later on, we see Legolas. He's is okay. I thought that was Grey Worm. Sorry, I don't think I that's Grey Worm. What's his character's name? Give me Bob? a sec. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, well. Give me a sec. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. I'm double The makeup, I guess, this is makes not him in look fact like Grey Worm. I don't oh, think sorry. it is. No, okay. this this is not Grey Worm. This is Ismael Cruz Cordova. Oh, okay. uh, um, and he plays Arondir, uh, a woodland elf, uh, protecting this little town that is right next to this little dam fortress 
and they start to investigate these uh, tunnels dug by orcs that are invading. Like they have uh, kind of like systems, different like, like tunnel systems, little outposts and settlements of humanity. Right, these very intricate tunnel systems. Um, come to find out they are being led by someone who has called himself Adar, uh, which we find out is the elvish word for father. Oh, okay, because that was confusing. He, he I'm sorry, is that a was former elf. I was like, wait, are um, he, this guy. Okay. So he is a former elf, but here's the thing. We are getting to see in real time Sauron corrupting... And this elf, is the first time we've ever seen and making and, an Uruk. Uh, Middle Earth? So, Tolkien does this really confusing thing of using goblins, okay. orcs, and Uruks interchangeably. And we can sit here and try to give the distinction between the okay. three, but it's purely contextual okay. and geographical. But even then, not really. Uh, but TLDR, he's guarding the fortress. Orcs spring out and fucking take over everything. Kill his elf friends. Bring him back to their tunnel systems. We meet Adar. He's an elf. Holy shit. Uh, we're going to take over all your shit. Alright, Arondir? Cool. Arondir's like, fuck this. Gets back to the humans. Yeah, it's like they broken off. Find it's broken this off. sword hilt. This fucked up, cursed looking sword hilt. That this little kid fucking plays with and stabs himself in the forearm and goes, Oh, that feels really good. I want to do that forever. Uh, turns out there's an old guy in that same village that had the same idea and is now going to be working for Adar. They have a fight. They get out of the tower, bring the tower down. They get back to the uh, town. Another big fight. Mordor. People almost die. Mordor. Uh, and the most important part of all that, uh, the sword hilt yeah the sword hilt was actually a key to unlocking a mechanism in this tower that flooded these tunnels and sent water into essentially the core of yep. the earth under Mortal. a dormant volcano it, that made everything go boom no legit no legit that's what happened we see we Is did we did summary? not I'm i did to not know personally this. and i don't know if you know pers knew personally that gadriel was out ground zero of mordor i did not know that uh oh also funny thing i didn't either i had no I, I hadn't thought of it as ground zero yeah. until um, also you said thing it, is but the you're mom absolutely of the little right. Boy. That is you know, the, the, Mordor the ground zero. You know who she is? That's the British. That's the nanny that Barney dates before um, he yeah. go. He marries Robin. Who is she? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, man, she's hot. Oh, I was like, she is hot. And I was like, you're oh, well, that's so why. Because right. she's hot. Um, uh, and then. But look, we, we're kind of tr uh -huh. trying to connect all these things, but there, there are, season two already started. Season two started at the beginning of October, uh, filming season two. Uh, I'm excited. I know you're excited. Um, I'm more excited because I know what's going on now, not only because of this little part of this episode, but also because, like, if I have any questions, I legit text about my shirt. I'm like, who's this person? Um...
before we give our verdict on Rings of Power and okay, move on to She-Hulk, I do want to address my main nitpick with this show. And it is the glaringly obvious shortcuts that the costuming department had to take. Uh, because you can see under several of these armor pieces, especially in the later half of the series when the humans get all armored up... Mm-hmm. The yep. undershirt layer under the armor is clearly under armor. It's it's like Nike dry fit fucking spray painted on. It's so fucking obviously just like Party City with those little onesies. Like I, what the fuck, y'all? This is a Lord of the Rings show. The the first like even the Hobbit had more time dedicated to making every individual costume look so fucking authentic. Oh, wait, oh. And I that's where you thing. take you the shortcuts in this? Um, Fuck. But the meme that I found, this... Oh, and by the way, Sauron is uh, Halibrand. Is, Hall- yes. is Halibrand, is that it? Yeah, Halibrand finally reveals himself as Sauron in the last episode when he's full on and he like, basically co-piloting Calibrimbor into making Like at one rings. point when she ends up in the water, of, I was like, "Wait, yeah. has this all been a fucking dream because if it is, I'm going to be fucking yeah. pissed." Like <laughs> like I was going to be pissed for a second. I was like, "Are you fucking serious right now? Are you serious?" But I was fine with it. I was fine with it. Uh, sorry. Oh, okay. I thought he was. I thought he might have been one of the nine, but having him be uh, essentially Sauron and Sauron in his repentant phase. Uh, this is after he was uh, Melkor's lieutenant, but before no. he rises up as the Dark Lord. Yes. But he doesn't see himself as a dark lord. He sees well, he himself the, as he has a savior, the, uh, was it, is which it the is Jesus complex? real fucked up and narcissistic. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Look, guys, uh, let us know what you thought about uh, Rings of Power so. at, uh, at uh, Cinema Gems uh, 1-5. That's cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Uh, but we have a rating system here on Cinema Gems. Uh, full Gem, an amazing movie. Half Gem, an alright movie. Or No Gem, a horrible movie. But Switch Out Movie for series. And But Maestro, what do you give Lord of the Ring, Rings of Power? Uh, this this is a very chipped, very imperfect piece of Mithril. It's real shiny, uh, but there are occasionally some obvious flaws where things that needed to have cooked a little bit longer uh, were taken out of the oven a little bit too early. Uh, and that is not on the fault of any of the actors or the artists Jeff Bezos involved in this. You. But that is all studio interference bullshit. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Really? Like they spent how many fucking million dollars? I, I, I remember the meme. The so you know, show, so the elf and they spent that, how many? Yeah. Not, not, not Agent Smith elf. The other elf that goes with him. Correct. The other one, the older one. Yes. Not, not, not Abraham Lincoln. Not Elrond. But basically, yes. Basically, Gelbrimbor? he. I am sorry. I don't know. I've never met this character before. I'm sorry. The ringmaker. So he you basically just, just takes like a bunch of money, the meme, 
puts it up and, and th- lights it on fire. And they're like, that's the pilot. And I was like, yeah, that's an accurate description of a meme of the pilot. Just like that. Just throwing money up in the air and shooting it in fire. That's exactly what it was. So, what what did what okay. what what would you rate so this I uh, series? Love this Lord season? the original Lord of the Rings so much. Okay, I love watching them. The Hobbit, not so much. Is it weird that I would prefer to watch this over The Hobbit? Is that weird? I love this a little bit more than The Hobbit. No, because I agree. I. I am. I agree I, completely. I, I do kind of want to go back and watch about the to start again. the five armies, uh, but weirdly. I hate that one so much because it's the worst out of the three. So I'm kind of like, oh my god, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence, but it's fine. I prefer it over the Hobbit, so I give it a scuffed ring that's found in the ocean by Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. It's not bad. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. It it was fun. I can't wait for season two. Um, I hope season two gives the artists of the show more time to really make these things look good. Make the make the continents, the realms of Middle Earth and the people yes. who inhabit them and everything they wear and carry look truly handmade. Like, please let these artists take their time to perfect their craft for this show. Instead of making them put... Hey, it's uh, fine. Put We're going to move on to painted the under best armor for under these actors. We're moving to She-Hulk. Okay, so you know what this is. It's as... Yes. It's a rom-com. Let's talk That's about That's why it works so well. Show. It's a romantic Because uh, first off, Tatiana Maslany. It's a... Oh, f- full on, it's a slice of life rom-com that occasionally has some the MCU peeking in. Uh, Amazing. But it's brilliant because when you score Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, uh, one of the most amazing and diverse uh, incredible actresses, actors of our time um, you, you can't give her and a you know bad what the funny script. thing is? you, you just is, can't, that would be that too much of a disservice Tatiana to is society. from Canada you, and, and so is Mark Ruffalo so it's perfect sense that they're cousins in the MCU they're both Canadian yeah Wow. I'll double That's check to funny. make sure, but I'm very sure that That's fucking Mark funny. Ruffalo is Canadian. Um, so, so, from the very first episode of this series, oh, sorry. we see Jennifer Walters. Sorry, his father. He has a parent the fourth from, wall constantly from Canada. Talking he's an American, he's an American born actor. But he has a parent from Canada. Sorry, just wanted to specify that. It still makes sense. It's okay. She-Hulk. 
Cool. All right. Good for him. She breaks the fourth wall. Like people are upset about it. Why? Oh, yeah. because she's trying to be Deadpool. Did people not realize that She-Hulk came out before Deadpool? Did people not realize that? Yes. Exactly. Right. And I'm pretty sure She-Hulk was literally about doing Tatiana? that before Deadpool was or ever Titania. a thing. Jamil Jamal. Like, I... Um, oh, I know uh, nothing about, about the Ginger character Gonzalez? Titania from the comics other than she Smoking. was fucking fun in this. Nikki, her assistant. Uh, who Gen- the fuck Jennifer is Walters' who? assistant. Nikki. Where, where on the IMDb? Nikki. Oh, J- right? Isn't I need that? you to try to say that name one more time, uh, Admiral, because you did Gonzalez? not say it right. Gonzaga. What's your actress's name? Hey, well, I have dyslexia much more harsher than you have. Okay? Gonzaga. Are we reading the same page, Admiral? <laughs> Gonzaga. Okay. Gonzaga. Whew. Yeah, and I have the other end of things. I have dysgraphia, which means it's hard for me to write. What about but what about that's they have either. Pumpkin yeah, back from we're, we're trying the Incredible Hulk movie. They have Abomination. No. They have him from Pulp Fiction. Exactly. He was really great in it. I like that he appeared. And I also like that he had Tim like Ross. seven wives. Like I thought that was just hilariously random just to have him like be that cult leader. Yeah. He he is full on a cult of personality. Um and he is a who top tier narcissist huh, what, who, what who about attracts other narcissists and thinks that he is capable of healing everyone uh when he never mm-hmm. never really even healed himself yep. uh he just kind of convinced what about everyone Wongers? that he did uh and it's all been a little bit of a lie Uh, Wong being in this was great because that was a great a great way to kind of explain how Emil Blonsky yeah. has been um, kind of like going back and forth between prison and not. Um, there there isn't a single episode of this show that I didn't love. Uh, the more She Hulk centric episodes were great, especially when uh, Nikki. And uh, Pug, one of our, I'm going to call two examples in this, in this show of very healthy, very non-toxic masculinity. Pug is a fucking perfect character. He's Oh, you're talking about the guy that has to put the headphones in and he's and respectful goes into of everyone the and he's male not toxic. a condescending asshole. Oh my god, I uh, love him. So I feel like that, I feel like me and you make him perfect. Yes. Like our personalities combined. Yes make him perfect if that makes sense because oh god i i just really hope we don't sometimes end up coming off like todd because wow fuck that guy fuck that guy hulk king fuck everything about that guy glados fully predicted he was gonna be uh the the main yeah, Hulk King. While while uh, 
Jennifer and She-Hulk are kind of becoming a public figure, there is unsurprisingly yep. a bunch of dude bros. But I don't on understand why they feel threatened. Who feel like their entire why, existence why is threatened, threatened by why, a powerful woman? Why? What has She-Hulk done to you? And he is the leader. Because their ma- because their masculinity, their uh, illusion of control over their was world it the twerking, is was it a twerking scene? Very delicate the, uh, and very the, easily the, the threatened by anyone and everything. So, and all I gotta say is, all I guess people are like, oh, well, I was like, it's a, it was a post credit oh scene. What does it great. matter? No, post credit scenes make no sense whatsoever. Scene. It literally, right? Like so much talk of about this Daredevil? show is meant to troll you, you and, talk about and subvert your expectations, and that was just one of those moments. I don't know. I fucking love this show. I fucking, by the way, even I love before Leap Daredevil got, added into got this? here, oh I loved my the show, God. and then Daredevil showed up, and I was like, oh "Fuck yes!" Rub it and rip it. She Hulk like, smash. Oh my god. Oh, Leapfrog was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. Oh. No, I I loved. I loved everything about the show. I really did. I think this was perfectly made. Uh, except, uh, well, I can't say perfectly made. There's one aspect about this show that I had some that a lot of the internet had some issues with. Um, and we need to redirect our anger away from Tatiana Maslany and away from the writers of the show because they clearly did their best. Uh, the fucking studio, and I don't just mean K-E-V-I-N, uh, the AI at the end. Uh, no, I mean actual Kevin Feige and the people who decided that She-Hulk needed to be released in the fall and not the winter or spring of next year. Uh, the, the the effects of She-Hulk in her She-Hulk form are hit and miss. Sometimes they're really good and they Thank blend in much. with everything around her very well. And sometimes it is just painfully bad. Bless you. Uh, and again, I do not blame Tatiana Maslany for this. She was awesome. I do not blame... Uh, the effects department, I blame crunch time culture. I blame whichever part of the studio told them halfway through its baking process, all right, it's got to come out of the oven right now. We don't care if it's not done. It's got to be out of the oven. It, crunch time culture is killing but hey, they'll fix it in like the possibility, weeks. the you potential of great shows being truly flawless and they'll truly an great. They do a patch. Um, and, uh, so um, this is so this is kind of a reboot of the character. I I love that Charlie Cox got to be in this as Daredevil. Again, he's fucking great. Kind of, sort of, not really, because it looks like he it it sounds like he's been doing no, all I just the things like, he was doing in Hell's this is coming Kitchen. From, this is coming from the and MCU. he's just it's taking kind of a, a non pro bono gig of the character for a very like yes it's picking yeah. and choosing 
It's I don't know if it's a total reboot things. because it doesn't sound like it's, it's picking and choosing ignoring which I'm all fine of with. the things that as Daredevil long as they get and the Defenders Vincent did. Vincent back as Kingpin, which he is. Yeah. No, I'm saying like he is back, so that's all I care about. It is is him and Charlie Cox haven't as they already? Those two are perfect for each of the roles. Yeah. Like those two okay. roles were made specifically for those two actors. And it is perfect, and I'm glad that they're both back. And I am fine with getting a Daredevil Born Again series. Yeah. I was about to say, Iron uh, Fist is probably... N- all, all all of the... I need all the Defenders back, uh, except He's not coming Iron back. Fist. Just He's leave not Danny back. Rand out of it completely. He is so yeah. unnecessary. He's... Yeah. He was awful. But he's not By in the way, show. He's not in... Right. He's well, not hold coming on. back. He's not even in She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and... I was gonna say I love I the ending. I, I don't have a whole lot else to say about the show. I fucking so loved it. Uh, that yeah, I, I don't thought it give was away the perfect. Big I absolutely, I loved every moment of it. Every mo- even the old nod. It was even the great. old nod to the old Incredible Hulk series great. from the seventies. I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, ten out of ten. I yeah. loved it. Um, all right, guys. So uh, we have a rating system here on. Uh, yeah. Cinema Gems. Oh, yeah. Uh, full that Gem, an amazing so TV show. Half Gem, an all right TV show. No Gem, a horrible TV show. You see, I'll switch that movie for show. But, Maestro, what do you give She Hulk, Attorney at Law? Full Gem. I, I, yep. I 100% also give it a full Gem as well. It's an amazing show. Oh, it's an amazing gem. thing. Whole gem. It's an amazing. Like, no, no hesitation, like, whole Gem. Just I love amalgamation this. of things that I didn't think would be possible to happen. Also, I just love how they're just like, oh, yeah, I love how Hulk's just like, yeah, I had to give you some of my blood because we're cousins, so it's okay. And I'm just like, okay, like, cool. Like, that. I believed it 100%. I'm just like, all right, okay. Like, that's how it happened. Yep. Um, any show that, any show or movie that angers and aggravates a very easily bro culture, bro culture, bro culture, uh, the population that I'm going to call, uh, just annoying. Just people, people who, yeah, dude, bros, like how Black Panther, when it came out, uh, right wingers and racists were getting really angry about literally nothing and it made me want to see black panther even more the more bro dudes uh showed how fragile their masculinity yep. was by being offended by literally nothing yep. in this show uh, all right guys thank you lord made me enjoy uh, the two. show Kevin George for letting us use your music. And also, guys, thank you for Marty and the Arrogant Zipper for letting us be on their website, lowrainpictures.com. Guys, we had a fun time reviewing these two shows. And yes, we did not hit every single point. But if you want us to hit every single point, please email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. That's cinemagems at 15 at gmail.com. Please email us. And let us know what you thought about Rings of Power or She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Let us know what. 
You can also tweet us at uh, Cinema Gems underscore uh, Cinema Gems and, pod. See some and I did take a picture of the Honorable Tesla the underneath the recording table on Instagram. And it's so cute. What I is wish that? Would have one of the Fantastic Miss Fruity just squinched her face up against the sofa. This is hilarious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, I'll have we, to find. Oh, you know what? I'll Michael just. Michael Giacchino ever responds to our Werewolf by Night episode. Uh, I'll just re-edit does, all your words you've ever die. said in this podcast, and I'll ha- I'll keep you alive I'm, that way. I'm just going to warn you right you now. If he I'll does, go, oh, I might have a heart the attack. The Buttmeister would say this. <laughs> the Buttmeister would say this. Uh, but no, guys. Next week we have a very special episode. Um, are you excited, Buttmeister? Have you watched that movie yet? Oh, but we're recording like a week early and it's going to be tomorrow. So are you going to watch it by then? I am. Oh, okay, good. Go- oh, tonight. Oh, that's going to be a good a good movie. Um, all we have to say, guys, is um, I, I Dr. Alma Kringle is going to be back tonight. and we're reviewing a horror staple from 1982. That's all we're going to say right then and there. Um, that's all I got to say. All right, guys, all we have to do is remember to... Thank you for everyone, for the Swapper Jacks family. Thank you for the New New Orleans and the Central Florida for being there for us and giving us feedback and caring about us, letting us know, hey, this is good, or hey, review this, or hey, review Morbius. And I'm okay with it, but but Maestro isn't, which is fine. That's his personality. Exactly. No, exactly. No or which, which we could just talk about it in a quarantine really watch list whenever that comes back. Uh, the is it going to come back? Is it going to come back soon? Sometime? The show uh, I can have a week off, and I'm okay with that. Or Definitely next week. Not today. Uh, I have to say, guys, is just remember that you need to take some time for yourself. Remember, you can't help others if you don't help yourself first. And as the butt maestro loves that there I say go. and use this term, you cannot light a candle. Four points. Just one end. Just one. Just one end. Just, All right. st- just, just stop. Just you can't say, pour say from an empty cup. Phrase. You can't light an in- you can't light a candle from two ends. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Fire Windmill. Guys, all we have to say is that just remember to take some time for yourself. Yes, twenty twenty two is getting bad and it's almost ending and we haven't got to twenty twenty three yet. But look, twenty twenty three is gonna bring some Amazing new movies that we're going to review. The Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993. We will be reviewing that. I'm, I'm just letting you know. We will be reviewing that next year. Oh, yeah. We will be reviewing that next year. Oh, God. I forgot. All right, guys. All we have that. to say is oh, uh, God. Right. wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter. Always. All right, guys. Bye, all. Bye.